Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How many experience points does a minor boss give? <laughs> you level up, you motherfucker. Fucking yes. We have a crew. We joyfully join the fray. No daring do we wouldn't pursue, but thinking it through, that isn't the dragon way. Fire, Prometheus's gift to man, that great equalizer of gods, mortal beings, and let's be honest, D&D plot points. The audience chamber at Old Hill Sanatorium burns white hot as Lion Shield Banknote, Asimar Artificer, and deeply troubled soul throws bead after bead from a magical necklace of fireballs at Minister Scarrow, a man who had committed the unforgivable sin of not letting Hing talk for like one second while he finished writing something. Scarrow for that is dead now. As yep, he is. Us. So many since we began our quest in Daggerford just four days ago when you learned that a doomsday order called the Lampwick Cult had sinister plans for this idyllic caravan town. Seven gates exist, if only in the mantle of the glimmering dream, for the cult to find and open and spell doom on Faerun. And three of those gates are already open. But you are prepared, Bobby Pancakes. You have two books on the history of the cult in your possession. You have custodianship of Daggerford Castle and a technically and inadvisably duke of these lands, a title that you share with your dragon friends. But you have also drawn the attention of the shadowy herald who leads those self-same cultists. For now, however, all you can do is try and shield your eyes as Banknote burns it all down. His silhouette slowly becoming lost in smoke and flame. You need to get out now. Make for me a constitution saving throw. Uh, DC 14. Ooh, no. So you are poisoned by smoke, just so you know. So you have disadvantage on ability checks for the next two minutes. Carbon monoxide, technically. That's what that is. Too much. I just prefer to call it fire poison like a normal person. (laughs) Uh, so it's just at the moment it's, it's Bobby by himself and you you know where the door is behind you but the room is obscured with smoke and you've lost sight of banknote. I guess I'm going to back out into the corridor. Okay, so you start to back out and as you do you suddenly feel a sense of movement rushing towards you. Quickly make now one more check for me this time a dexterity saving throw DC 16. A disadvantage? Yes, no. that's correct because you're poisoned. Ooh. Ooh, that's a four, baby. Okay, so you... Oh, no, uh, mate. You're struggling, you're struggling, you bump into what feels like a person for a second and you ricochet off them into a desk and you take a little bit of damage. Uh, just four points, hit points of damage. Four desk uh, points it's of damage. It's a spiky desk. Scarrow yeah. was a bad dude and uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm sorry he died because it makes my job harder, but, you know, for the good of the world, fine. Yeah. Was it like a Game of Thrones desk? Yeah, it was a real real Game of Thrones desk. Oh, you made of swords? <laughs> it, was, it was a desk... That would be very expensive on ads on Facebook, and you'd look at it and you go, "That's cool," and then you'd look at it and you go, "But not really." No, that's <laughs> that's that's a desk that you'd look at and say, "That's cool." <laughs> yeah. Nobody else gets Facebook ads like that. You know, you know, you know that bit of any given furniture in your house that you hit your knee on. Mm. Imagine a desk made entirely of that. Oh, <laughs> oh um, uh, 
tow bars. Sure. Just on cars. Yeah. Anyone yeah. get this? You're going between cars. They're very hard. Turns out steel, very hard. <laughs> You're back into the door and with... Tom just started playing the Seinfeld theme and <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, with with Herculean effort, because you are but a small little halfling, you pull the huge audience chamber door open and you step out gasping into the corridor, which for now is empty. But there was this huge explosion, so clearly the gig is up. And as you walk down the corridor, two figures come running towards you at speed. You have a second to prepare an action if you want to? Uh, yeah, I'm going to draw my sword. Self-portrait? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to draw your sword? Yep. All right, so Bobby draws his sword as these two figures race down. And to play those figures, please welcome to the stage Tom Walker and Guy Montgomery! <laughs> How you doing, fellas? Oh, so, uh, I'll speak for us here, I think. Please go ahead. Uh, so good. What wonderful podcast etiquette. Like, that's really clean and neat. It's easy. I like that. that was oh, a professional. He's oh, not like us. sick of these cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I've given you a remarkable amount of latitude uh, yes. this time around. Yeah. Uh, Guy is pretty new to D&D, so we've kind of come up with our uh, character concepts yeah, together. I, the, uh, yeah, you were actually you made both the character sheets. Yes, indeed. And I haven't looked at them, so you're going to need to run me through the characters a little bit. Okay, cool. Should we introduce ourselves in fiction, or do you want just a uh, short pre-see here? Why don't you start by just describing what Bobby sees as you run down the corridor? Okay, cool. You see a large, bluish-gray man who is approximately eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and then to his... Uh, do you want my left side or my right side? I think your left side, just for neatness, because for those listening along... I'm actually on Tom's left side. <laughs> yes. And uh, in fiction, in art as in life, on his left side, uh, there is a uh, what what you would describe as a five foot eight tall pigeon. So do you have those stats handy at all? Uh, for, uh, we can call that an arakakra, I suppose, um, which is a type of. Five foot tall pigeon. You made your character significantly taller than Guy's character. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I scrabble for status in every way I can. <laughs> Armed? Do you have any weapons or anything yeah, that uh, hints at your class or profession? There are. Uh, uh, the uh, large man is holding a, a similarly large, uh, let me see here, uh, weapon, if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> And the, uh, <laughs> the indiscriminate w- weapon. I <laughs> know yeah. oh, you get a sense of sharp edges and a stay away vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're looking around a party and you just see one guy that's all cheekbones and malice. <laughs> that, but in like a tool. <laughs> uh, Is cheekbones and malice the name of your weapon? <laughs> oh man, those are the names of lefty and righty. <laughs> uh, he's got more knuckles inserted so he can get it tattooed. Uh, yeah, the large man is laden down with weapons, and then uh, the uh, the pigeon is holding a, a simple staff and robes that would not weigh them down were they to burst into their flight, as is their race's God-given gift. So there you are. How's he holding the staff? Oh. I'm, I'm holding it in one of my talons, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> then, then how are you walking down the hallway? See, so, uh, very, 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 yeah, so one, one of my talons, they walk clear like this, but the other one, it's sort of laboured and it's very heavy and I go... <laughs> <laughs> so, just to be clear, you've decided, which is, which is 
absolutely your God-given right, but it's not required that your character does not have functioning arms. Uh, have you seen a pigeon? You're familiar with the bird pigeon. <laughs> That's fine. That's See, fine. The thing is, guy, like this is this is a world where your imagination can run wild. But yeah, if, if you are unable, do you not hear that this pigeon is over five foot? Thick? <laughs> are we not playing the same game? These two figures, um, their run becomes a trot, and then they sort of stop as they realise that you are blocking their way. A small halfling with a short sword already drawn. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, man! Yeah, hey, man! <laughs> um, guys, there's like a fire back there, so just... Um... Oh, sick! All right, let's cut to the chase here. Are you going to kill us? <laughs> no, are you going to kill me? No, well, I'd like to try, but only if you'll kill me back. See, me and my brother here, we got a deal. Wait, sorry, brother? <laughs> you mean literally, or...? Huh? Yeah, what? <laughs> He's... Y- your brother? Sorry, did we say something to confuse or bamboozle you? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just a bit befuddled. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, not confused but ba- or bamboozled, but befuddled. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, fine then. All right, me and my blood brother here, we're... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I know I've only just met you. Yes. Spit it out. How... You know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry, I interrupted you. All right, brother, would you like to continue this interrogation? Absolutely. Uh, A fire, you say? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If we were to run towards it, would we find some sort of conflict that might help end our lives? You see, my brother and I are looking for something that you call a death. We crave death in battle so that we may advance to a paradise beyond all earthly reckoning. Well, stick with us. Um, <laughs> yeah, the action's pretty much done in there, but um, you know what? We've got, <laughs> we've got a bunch of... Um, you know what? Death follows us like uh, a puppy that knows we have sausages in our pants always, <laughs> which we do for some reason. So, uh, yeah, we'll find you some death. And with that, there is a thump and a door swings open. A large half-orc has peered around the corner, a barbarian by trade. It is filled with a handsome man with a number of swords strapped to his belt Mm. and pants on now, which is a big move up from last episode. It is Baston Indurovich, human fighter. My, my, you're a big boy. Hi. Aren't you? Are you talking to me or my brother? (laughs) Oh, well, I I suppose you're a big boy too. Two big boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the case. Now, if I had to pick, would you be a Baston? That's me. I've already always have a good sense for names. <laughs> do me. Do me. Do me. Mm, Pilge. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. well me, me Pilch, this Baston, that Bobby. Oh, great. Uh, well, I'm so sorry we didn't ask your name before. I'm Table and this is my brother, Chad. <laughs> Serious? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you said that we can use our, all of our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Table is, a, but it seems, some kind of Goliath fighter, I'm guessing, by blue skin. Yes, indeed. And He's ever so big. A pigeon? Oh, An yes. An ambulatory pigeon. With gifted all, t- with all pigeons are ambulatory. But, but I mean, saying, do you fly as well? Oh, uh, yeah, if I so choose. Okay. 
But are you an Aarakocra? Yeah, it says it here. So why don't you have arms? <laughs> because uh, my arms are fashioned as wings. <laughs> so I, I was born with arms, but I got uh, surgery to make them non-functioning and just wings. <laughs> so you had your arms melded to your already existing wings? Yes. All right. It's streamlined. It's probably it, yeah. They're just underneath. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> I, if I spread my wings, you can see arms inside Vestigial of vestigial arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I also have uh, regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bastan and Phil, you've arrived, obviously, racing up from the cells below where you spoke to Father Brackenwald. Guys, we're going to kill... Uh, kill? We're, yeah, we're going to kill... The well, evil. if you must, go ahead. <laughs> All right, we won't stop you if you're looking to. What? Huh? Oh, these guys uh, want to die. They want to die? Oh, why you want to die? Oh, you know, Battle, it takes us to a, uh, a heaven beyond imagining, which is, oh. of course, uh, in... Uh, it's in Ra Two of honestly the greatest improvisers in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, the door begins to burn in earnest. Uh, you know what? It's a fucking reunion uh, because behind Baston and Filge, another figure emerges, a slightly tubby man in a priest's robe of Elmata, nursing a big bump on his head. Oh, g'day, guys, you knocked me out before. Um, oh, gosh, it was so funny because I was just talking to you and then you g- b- bloody gonked me on the head. And I, and I had a dream. I had a dream, by the way, that I was just lying there asleep. I dreamt that I was asleep. How annoying is that? You know what I mean? No, it counts as double sleep. Oh, yeah, nice. That's why I must be feeling so refreshed. What are you guys up to? So he's not angry? No, he's... But, but he, but he recognised that they attacked him. Yeah, I mean, he's a very trusting man. <laughs> Father Brackenwald, we have... No, 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 no. Blensley. Oh, Blensley? I don't remember you at <laughs> oh, all. Okay, that's totally fine. Um, he tries to act like he's not upset about it. Oh, yeah. we bonked you on the nog. You bonked me on the nog. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just being like really cool about this because I reckon it's just a thing that you guys do, like bonking each other on the nog a bunch, like yeah. in, your, in your adventuring party, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's bonked him on the nog again. No. You know? No? Blends. <laughs> no. So we're here to depose your evil cult. R- oh, That's right. what we're doing. That's what we were going for. Gosh, gosh, gosh. I yeah. wish you hadn't said that. Because yeah. now I've got to apprehend you. Oh, well, also, we also killed Scarrow. Goodness. <laughs> oh, what? That That's news to me. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Um, Banknotes in there, he just uh, five-bought the shit out of him. Like, Oh, a- gosh, guys. Oh, gosh. Oh. He starts, starts searching his pockets for a pair of handcuffs. Yeah, gee, oh, no, you guys have got to go to, like, hyper jail. <laughs> or, so, you know, like, the you know, if there's a jail in a jail, that's where you belong. Because he, he pulls out a small whistle and he starts getting ready to blow it. Oh, gosh, guys. And he starts going, like, mm, mm, and, like, wetting his lips. He's like, uh, I'm really going to blow this one I really knock, hard. I knock it out of his hands as hard as I can. And I bonk him on the head. <laughs> Oppose dexterity checks you, to see if you can get there before you close the whistle. Do we do a bonk check there? Hey, afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I rolled a seven. I got a eight. Filch <laughs> <laughs> really waits until he's wet his lips before slapping it out of his hands. And now... Seventeen. Bonk. <laughs> and Blensley collapses in a little heap by the doorway, a smile already appearing on his beatific 
face. I race over to Blinsley to continue helping wet his lips with my pigeon tongue. <laughs> okay. What does that sound like? Oh, it's quite, well, uh, it's quite quiet. <laughs> yeah, but you got to, you know. Oh, so it sounds like this. <laughs> so I told you it was quite, it's not a good yeah. sound. No, no, but it's not I, comfortable. I've never uh, thought if it's wet or not inside a beak. <laughs> well, now, now you can rest easy, my man. <laughs> it's wet like the sea. Simon gets up, walks into the sunset. <laughs> I will say, because you are fussing with the body, that <laughs> That's you, putting it. you discover on him as well a couple of things. So he's wearing rosary beads with the sign of Ilmata, the goddess of suffering. Hey, ro- does Catholicism yeah, exactly. exist in this world? Well, 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 I mean, rosary, I mean, like, in a sense that... No, Catholicism exists. <laughs> But he's of a different church. Well, he's wearing rosary beads, so that's curious. <laughs> I guess every man contains a multitude. <laughs> you find his prayer beads, and you also find a key. Uh, and there's also the tin whistle, which you can have if you want. Yeah, absolutely. And a pair of handcuffs. Oh, great. I take the whistle and blow it as loud as I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More around you... Um, to the left, to the right, to the south, whistles start sounding and you can hear commotion and footsteps racing towards you. This is a, about a 20-foot corridor. There are sconces in the wall with gargoyles on them. There's the door you broke down that went into the cells and there is the now on fire. Um, the entire door and the top quarter of the corridor is now on fire. Dave, um, when we, uh, the Father Brackenwald, yes. we talked to him last episode yep. in his cell, yes. and he told us that there was a gargoyle that if you pull its nose... So it had its co- uh, covering its eyes? Yep. And yeah, can I look for a gargoyle with its eyes You covered? don't need to roll. There is one of the gargoyles has is covering his eyes. It's a hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil deal. So I go to the see no evil and I uncover his eyes. All right, as you do, he's, there is a sort of whirring sound and the entire sconce spins around slowly and then moves to the side. Reveals a stairway leading up with um, flaming torches lighting the way. Do we want to go up? The whistles are getting louder and the footsteps are stamping nearer. I think we just want to get out of here. Alright, so do we want to go up? I think down is escaping, right? You don't want to go up these stairs? Yeah, let's go up. What's up there though? I mean, when we get higher we can always come down? Yeah. Sounds good. What oh. are you talking about? Okay, everybody get in the thing and I'll pull it and then I want, so I want to push everyone into the corridor and then I want to cover its eyes again and jump into the okay. corridor. So it Chair and table, do you acquiesce to being pushed? Listen, I get the feeling that if we stick around here, we might be killed. But if we hang around with these guys, we'll definitely be killed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if we want to be killed, we should head with these guys. Take the whistle, though. Yeah, yeah, the whistle's coming with us. Sweet. Uh, we acquiesce. All right. Am I doing it right? You're doing great. Yeah, we have to roll to acquiesce. Okay, you make your way in and Bobby has um, fiddled with the gargoyle and it dodges out of the way and just as it slams back into place, leaving you all in a hidden secret passageway, you can hear footsteps burst through into the corridor that you were in and the stairways lead up to a door, a locked door at the top of the stairs. Bobby. All right, I'll... um Give that a red hot go. It's a 19. Okay, Bobby flicks out his thieves tools and makes short work of the door and it slides open, revealing what looks like a humble office with um, which with, with a lot of space, but otherwise not a lot of furniture in it. 
There's an austere desk. There is a bookcase uh, with a few books and scrolls on it. And there is a huge table at the back covered in a sheet and a chair and a fireplace that is cold. A sheet over a table. Ghost table. <laughs> well, you seen table? one of these ghost tables before? Uh, only after... Well, actually, that is very scary to me. Table? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the scariest part is you go to put a plate on it and it just falls right through. Because <laughs> it's a ghost. Why did your parents table. call you table table? <laughs> huh? Oh, all of our family is named after useful items. What's your father's name? Oh, we never met. <laughs> and your mother? Oh, a stranger to me. <laughs> <laughs> and your, me. Your cousins. No, we're brothers. <laughs> have you met have you met characters, by the way? <laughs> have you met a brother or sister or any other member of your family? No, just my twin. Yeah. I met my identical twin brother when I was six and he was three. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been side by side ever since. Uh, Can I pull the sheet off the table, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You you walk over and you pull the sheet off with an unnecessarily theatrical flourish, I imagine. I think necessary. Okay. And there is a huge corpse, completely naked, lying on the table, which is made of steel. Tables. My God! Oh, God! There's a table under that sheet! <laughs> oh, boy. Some corpses have all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> a big corpse? Yeah. Table big? Yeah, eight feet tall. Eight feet one, I think. Yeah. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. I take off the corpse's shoes. <laughs> Completely naked, as I said. Uh, wow, table, this is so unlikely, but it looks like that corpse is almost as tall as you. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing an investigation check. Look around. Uh, it's a 15. Okay, Bobby, you look around. You can see that there are letters and effects um, from Scarrow. It seems he's been writing a lot of letters since he came here. Uh, some of them are addressed to um, s- someone described as the Archipontiff of the Silent Court, explaining Ooh. that he has set himself up here as instructed and will await the next phase. And underneath those letters, there is a book. And as you pull that book out, you see that it is a manual for making flesh golems. And suddenly at that moment, I need you all to roll initiative because the corpse begins to rise on it the table. It might be nothing. <laughs> it's a zombo. Twelve. That is a three plus one, which is four. Okay, remembering why we don't do initiative in this show, I, but that's great. I rolled 17. 12. Very good. I got 16. Does the flesh column have a voice? Yeah. Do you want it, do you want it, do you want it to have a voice? Oh, oh, uh, d- oh. It doesn't have a voice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> guess, guess it has a voice. I am a golem. Hello, Colin. I'm going to crush you with my hands. And swinging a big, meaty, naked thigh over the side of the table, he begins to stand up. Sorry, did you have something? Don't crush Phil, crush me. 
Ah, so gallant. All right, you're my first. But the first action is Baston. I'm so um, annoyed at this choice. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. You're annoyed. Um. Oh, look, it's me, Ben. I wake up today. What am I facing? Consequences again? <laughs> Um, I mean, the sewing was so fun, but I didn't think I'd have to reap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this reaping blows. Um, I'm gonna using the (laughs) using the sheet. I'm gonna wrap it around his head so he can't see. Okay, you're gonna try and tackle him with the sheet. That's all right. Make for me an opposed strength check. Flesh golems are famously very strong. Yeah, but I want him to have a sheet on his head. He rolled a seven. 12 plus 3 Which is, 11. is 15. 15. 15. Okay. Baston screams and immediately clothes his upper torso in a sheet, winding it around so that he is now blind, which means he has disadvantage. I cannot see. But he can I'm still... I'm just s- over here. Follow the sounds of either one of our voices. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, Phil, you're up next. Um, I'm going to just try and um, whack him, uh, th- uh, whack his kneecap. I'm going to kneecap him with Thunder's Wank, with my Warhammer. Sorry, with your what? With, with thund- Thunder's Wake. Thank you very much. <laughs> Make an attack with advantage. Why do I get advantage? Because he is, has a sheet wrapped around his head. <laughs> uh, great. That's uh, uh, higher than 20. Okay. Higher than anyone could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the biggest number you can. It's that. Okay, that hits. 21? Yeah, it was 22. <laughs> that hits. Mathematicians have hypothesized about a number higher than 22. <laughs> um, and I get him for... Uh, 14. 14 points of damage. All right. Uh, you smash him and he f- f- flies back against the fireplace, roaring in pain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And then next up is, I want to say, Chair, the Aracocris Sorcerer. Yeah, no worries. That's me. Um, so you can take any action that you want. You can cast uh, a spell. You can attack yeah, him. Yeah, I would like to nestle my head into uh, his palm. Okay. <laughs> chair. All right. Because he's flailing, yeah. though. That's going to chair, chair. Chair throws his staff to the side where it lands with a clatter and walks with wingspan outstretched. And my little hands also outstretched. <laughs> For reasons of surgical accuracy. And you nestle your head into his palm? Yeah. Provoking a reaction attack, which is a slam attack. Um, and he hits you, I assume, for 18. So you take... Uh, all right, you take 14 points of damage. Oh, uh, yeah. That's your entire action. And... <laughs> you better believe it, brother. <laughs> Bobby Pancakes. Um, so the manual on um, golems... Yes. Can I... Is there any uh, a, a contents at the front? 
it would take you a long time to study the book. It's a book mostly for how to make them. It, yes, you probably could learn things about golems, but probably not in combat situation. I pick up the book and throw it at the golem. <laughs> <laughs> make it a dexterity attack. Uh, that's a 19 plus... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seven. Okay, it, the, the, the spellbook, because um, it's a magical spellbook, it actually does damage because the golem is immune to non-magical weapons, Ooh. but because it's a spellbook, it does three damage. So the, the golem is more perturbed than upset. If you picture, if you will, someone trying to do something and finding it very hard to focus because people are throwing skittles left and right. That is, also, that is basically the golem's response. If you can picture any audience less equipped to catch something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If we could catch things, we wouldn't have to be here. <laughs> Tom, you're up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... I sprint to the flesh golem and uh, grapple it, trying to force my great sword into its hands. <laughs> All right, that's uh, a posed dexterity, but the golem does have disadvantage. So okay. The golem rolls an eight. That is a 16 plus one. <laughs> 17. Is it a magical great sword? No, just a very big one, unless you count their size as something magical, which, you know, having seen the big banana, goodness gracious. <laughs> There's something there. All right, <laughs> the golems go now, and he makes a slam attack um, on the head of... Oh, and I'm a terribly sorry guy but he rolls a critical fail, which means that he tries to smash your head into the mantelpiece, misses, and then smashes his own head into the mantelpiece, freeing you. This is the one thing (laughs) I didn't want to happen. And doing 14 points of damage to himself. You idiot! (laughs) The flesh golem attacks you, Tom, rolls a two and a nine, so he misses you with your own sword. (laughs) And Phil just, like, says to Baston, like, these really good fighters. (laughs) Baston, you're up. Um, Um... Uh, okay, so he's got the, the the guy has a sword now. No, the golem has a sword. Yeah, and he and, and the, his top torso is covered in a sheet, and that's yep. what he's wearing. Um, well, I'm gonna slash at his knees. Okay, so you with your the name sword of Baston Sergey Andreevich. Come in hot. What's his armor class? Oh, that's a twenty. Yahtzee. That hits. That's a critical hit. Bam, bam. Oh, 10 plus 4 is 14. This is another magical weapon. Um, And what's his armor class? Uh, his armor class is 9. He's wearing a sheet. Six fo- oh, yeah, good. I get, I get to hit again and do another for another 9 damage. Okay, he's pain. in pain and he's, I, he screams in a sort of bestial pain. <laughs> Why do I sound like this? As he goes berserk, and now he will Uh-oh. attack and anyone in range of him. He can do nothing but attack the closest person um, as he goes completely angry. No, I need another word that's berserk. Banana. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, great. It's completely big bananas. <laughs> he goes completely big bananas all over the shop. Filch. Oh, back to me. Um, I'm going to uh, rip off his sheet. Yep. And I'm going to try and like make a strangle him around the neck with it. 
Okay, so you pull the sheet off his head, removing his disabled condition, and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> dropping your Warhammer to the ground, because you need two hands to do this. It's gonna look cool! <laughs> Make the attack. Uh, I got seven. Seven won't hit. Guy, you're up. Uh, I would like to cast a spell at random towards my brother. <laughs> I, Does I, that count? Oh. I gave you a spell book of cards, so were you just going to randomly draw? Yeah, I haven't looked at them. No, you haven't. Uh, it was the one thing I asked you to do before we started. I know, it was the one thing I refused on principle to do before we started. Okay. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, you're going to cast. Oh, tell me first of all who you're casting at. I'm casting, you randomizing I'm casting that at table. Okay, you're casting it at your brother. Yeah. yeah. All right. Actually, no, what I'm sort of doing is I'm just spinning around in circles. And you're casting it at a random person, a random spell. I'm casting it in rage. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of spinning around going, oh my God, I can't believe he blew it. Okay, I've randomized it for you. You're casting it on the flesh golem. Tell me what you're casting. Oh. Uh, I cast invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby puts up a hand as the room goes deathly quiet and everybody freezes for a second as it seems like your new Aarakocra friend has cast a powerful magic spell <laughs> and immediately disintegrated the golem. Oh. Wow. And then there is a thud and a crash and the desk flips against the wall and ah. you realise that you are trapped in a 25 foot by 15 foot room with an invisible golem armed with a great sword. <laughs> Where am I? Now to be clear, the great sword is not invisible, is it? And the golem has magical resistance, so um, which I means he could have had advantage on the saving throw, but I don't think you get a saving throw against invisibility. Now is the sword invisible as well? Yes. Any, yeah, and the sheet? Everything he's carrying. carrying. Oh. Yeah, that's the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. It only goes for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you're up. <laughs> I think at this point, table high fives chair and says, "No need to close our eyes now." <laughs> um, assuming there was, uh, if he was writing letters, is there an ink pot on the desk? There is an ink pot on the desk. Okay, I am going to just start throwing ink around the room. Okay, uh, great. Uh, with, with disadvantage, make a touch attack for me against armor class nine. Uh, it's an eight. Pool. What is it? He's got good decks. Deck. He's got hot decks. Dex, uh, plus four. Plus four. So that's uh, okay. Even with choking, choked with smoke, even facing an invisible flesh golem, you manage to get a splash of ink on one arm of the golem. You don't know where its whole body is, but you sort of have a probably little... near the arm. You have enough to target. <laughs> you have enough to target the golem, but the, you, anyone will still have disadvantage attacking it. Okay. And that's your action. And now the next one up is. I hate to say it. Tom Walker. <laughs> All right, I step in. Uh, I step to my left. Ah. Did you I, just roll a dice? Yeah, and I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what does that? What does that look like? 
I, I'm like, you get the table, uh, puts his finger up in the air, tries to feel for it, and then just oh, spins and then steps. Okay. That's your entire action. And now the invisible... Well, I don't have a greatsword, Dad. <laughs> and now the invisible berserk greatsword-wielding uh, flesh golem makes its attack and... Uh, you're all standing in there, so again, I'm going to randomize who it hits. So the first one is Tom. Congratulations. Yeah. You, you get two slam attacks, Tom. One of them is a critical, and the other one Woo. is a 17. Does that hit? Uh, my armor class is 11. All right. <laughs> yeah, I imagine... That seems uh, very low. But yeah. also, like, I imagine... Like, I don't know why you have any armor at all, to be honest. <laughs> Just for appearances, I think. Uh, all right, you take... 32 hit points of damage from the two slam attacks. And then My the, man. And then the greatsword attacks... This is very lucky. Congratulations, Guy. You get hit with the greatsword. Oh, what a crying shame. <laughs> I feel like you're gaming this. Uh, and the greatsword is 2d8 plus 5... Um, 20 hit points of damage. Ow! <laughs> That's what I say. How are you looking? Make a make, make a persuasion check on that one, actually. Uh, Nineteen plus three, twenty-two. He looks in genuine pain, and you want to help him. Eden, you're up. Um, Dave, Baston's going to go to the cold fireplace. Yes. And grab handfuls of soot and just throw them around the room. Okay, great, excellent. Make tr- one more of those dexterity checks. Am I disadvantage? Yes, you are. Uh, you are. Why? Because he's in. Oh, because he's invisible. Gives you an idea with. The okay, I can. We are okay. Aha. Yeah, good. Uh, the minimum is eighteen. Okay, you have undone what Guy has done. There's the, this figure is now covered in soot and ink, and you can make out where they are. But that is your action, and filled you are up. Um, okay, I'm just going to. I've got a more. Can I have a more in one at all in any way? Why would I be... Nothing made me cross yet. Okay. <laughs> no reason to be cross. Sure. Just uh, enjoying a good, clean fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone here just doing their best. Sure. <laughs> Thunder's Wake is on the floor. You still have your maul um, on your back. They're two-handed weapons. Yeah, no, I've got my, I've got my flight... Oh, they're both two-handed weapons, so I can't have one in each arm and flail around the room, because that was my plan. You can. It's just incredibly inefficient and difficult to hit things. Well, that's never stopped me before. Uh, yeah, so I, I wing, making big wings yep. with one, my left hand's holding um, Thunder's Wake and my vicious flail in the other okay, hand. Yeah, you get three attacks. And I go, out of my way! They're all at disadvantage. You get three attacks because they're bonus attacks. Oh, this will be hard. <laughs> Six dice. Three. Two at a time. Okay, that one hits. Yep. That one misses. There's some, uh, if you're on the podcast, there's some hectic math and, two and rolling going two on hits. right now. Now, All unfortunately, right. it's only D6 because you don't have the full damage. Do you want me to roll it for you quickly? Yes, please. All right, so you take... I'll be taking questions at this time. Excuse me, combat is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you take, um, he takes 16 points of damage. However, half of it is with your non-magical maul, and it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Oh. He's now, however, very close to death, and the next one up is Guy Montgomery. Nice. Uh, I will now cast a spell at, uh, at random. <laughs> 
Do you want to stay with a good thing and keep casting at the golem, or are you going to randomise it again? No, I totally randomise it again. Okay. Well, do you want uh, to roll? So, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. All right. Ben, Ben, you're not in the room. No, I'm the golem. I'm the golem. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, then who's Dave? No, one, two, oh, three, sorry. Yeah, four, yeah. five, six. <laughs> snippy, snippy. All right. Oh, snippy, snippy here. Snippy, snippy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. Just snippy, snippy. All right. Guy is leafing through his book, (laughs) not looking at it. One, two, three, four. I'm not going to tell you who this goes to. Magic mouth. What is it? What is it? What does that do? Uh, a material, a small bit of honeycomb and jade dust worth at least 10 GP, which the spell consumes. You implant a message within an object in range, a message that is uttered when a trigger condition is met. Choose an object that you see and that isn't being worn or carried by another creature. I will interrupt you there and say the object is Bobby Pancakes. Yes, the object is Bobby Pancakes. Uh, so, so you can create a trigger that will make a mouth appear in, I want to say, Bobby's stomach and say a, a message that you can write down on a piece of paper and give to me. Yeah, cool. What's, and, what's the trigger? And at any time, in the, yeah, tell me what the trigger. Write down what the trigger is as well. And when the trigger is met, uh, yeah, yeah. a mouth will materialize. You can do this probably in the break if you want. Um, okay, you I'll can, do that in the break. You can give that to me. And Does Bobby feel anything like weird in his tum tum? Well, it just looks like again the sorcerer has cast a spell on him. And nothing bad has happened, so you presume it's some kind of beneficial property. So, yeah, does Bobby get advantage because of the placebo effect? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> I'll say for one round, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and you can use it now. He's like, yeah, I feel amazing. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to find my crossbow with the golem. Yep. Uh, that's a 19. 19, was in the, which is in your improved critical range, and it's a vicious crossbow, so you do bonus damage. So okay. add 7 to the damage. Vicious. That's a 3 plus, you say 3 plus 7? Yep. That's a 10. Plus your damage is again, so it's actually 17. Oh, right. Okay. Doubled is 34 points of damage. Jeez. So oh. Bobby, with his, the magical crossbow that you got from, I want to say, space, who knows, who cares, <laughs> dives forward and fires a round into the ink blot and soot mess where presumably the golem's face is and the golem goes bolt upright says the last thing we will ever hear I regret my voice and slumps down into the fireplace you have defeated the flesh golem congratulations you killed him (laughs) what yeah yeah, we, yeah, that's, we, that's what we, what we do. We kill. You snatched two tickets to paradise out of our fucking... Sorry. My fucking <laughs> hand! Oh. <laughs> Wait. You think this guy doesn't deserve paradise? That's yeah. selfish. What are you talking? <laughs> Fuck this. Hey, oh. don't yell at my friends. Who you think you are? Big burn and blue man? <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> well, God, it feels good to be seen. <laughs> it's like Blue Man Group and Cirque du Soleil had a baby. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm really sore, which bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it's, uh, it was really fun doing better with you guys. But you're accurate, which frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, I really thought that would be it, but turns out table and chair are sticking around for, let's say, another half an encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, wi- the whistles are blowing. Uh, you can see... You have a bit more time to search the room if you want now. And okay. When I hear the whistles blowing, I start blowing my whistle also. <laughs> oh, damn it. 
<laughs> Only speeding up the process. Now, you are a student of the Arcane, so can you make me an Arcana check? Yeah, of course. Uh, that is... is that, six. That's a six plus three is nine. Okay, and also Arcane. Anyone else? I got a 20 for my investigation, Dave. Investigation. Are you a a student of the arcane? No, but I'm good at looking. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're good looking. (laughs) You got that. (laughs) Okay, while you are searching the study, Baston accidentally takes a step and a whole bunch of runes in a circle glow and you recognize a teleportation circle. Ooh. Diagonally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Diacon Alley. <laughs> no. So where has Baston heard this? I uh, guess maybe in Tokyo. Yeah, I guess in Tokyo, in yeah. future Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, there was um, uh, Harry Potter had been made into a cartoon and then sure. back into a live action. Remake. And then back into a cartoon <laughs> where it's really sexual and a, a, a bit of a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guy, you know how to activate one of these. This is this is a this is a teleportation circle that is obviously keyed to another location. Uh, you don't know where it goes. The runes don't say that, but you know how to turn it on. Yeah. Hey, you guys, should I turn this teleportation circle on? Uh... Wait. Before you answer, I'm just going to ask my brother. What do you reckon? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he reckons, yeah. What do you guys reckon? Uh, we reckon, yeah. 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 So the way it works is anything standing inside the circle will be blinked instantaneously to wherever it goes. I okay. immediately put one foot inside the circle. <laughs> <laughs> and, ac- and activate it? No, well, no, I'm it's not technically battle, is it? <laughs> As he puts one foot inside of the circle, I activate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a blue whoosh of light that races to the ceiling, and your, yeah, your leg is now a, a cauterized stump. <laughs> oh, but no. that doesn't really tell you where the circle goes. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, I hope they enjoy the gift. <laughs> nice. Okay. Who wants to do it next? Uh, <laughs> I, me, me. And I fall over and put my other leg in there. <laughs> I activate the circle. <laughs> okay. Uh, the experiment yields similar results. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm a normal person's height. <laughs> Is this for a bit? <laughs> yeah, a bit of heaven when I get over the other side. Do you, will your foot feet go to heaven with you now that they're somewhere else? Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, all right. The well, whistles are getting louder. The you can now hear footsteps racing up the <laughs> stairs. Can I? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and pick up. Oh, guys, table. my my adventure parting is just up there. They did a really funny thing where they bonked me on the head twice. <laughs> um, it's like a thing that adventurers do. You can but they're my it. friends. They're cool. They're Quick, really that cool. guy who sucks is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I scoop up table and I jump into the teleportation yeah, circle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I help. You're all standing in this okay. circle? And I grab the pigeon and bring him in the table in the inside the teleportation. So who, but, but who's going to activate it? Because the activation is outside the circle. I'll oh. use uh, Mage Hand. Okay, cool. So you take and uh, you make a psychic um, hand of energy and you press the button as the doors burst open and all of you... <laughs> 
the as, as the blue I, edit- I, I, I poked my head <laughs> just just and before just, he activated outside of the circle to see who's coming in. As he presses the button, yeah, make for me an opposed dexterity check. One. <laughs> uh, your timing, um, your timing is less than Stella, and as you poke your head out of the door, the blue whoosh of light races and whisks your body away to who knows where. And as you hear the clarion calls, the drums of Valhalla, the afterlife that has been promised to you by your elder brother and no one else, (laughs) your eyes begin to dim as you know that he and his new friends are gone. And the last thing that you can see before the darkness comes is an empty room no longer containing those great people you once met called the dragon friends give me your character sheet <laughs> thank you goodbye chair Bye, chair the dragon friends are alex lee eden lacy simon griner and michael hing our Dungeon Master is Dave Harmon, with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and live accompaniments by Tom Cardi. Our guests this week were Guy Montgomery and Tom Walker, who really made me earn my paycheck this month. Shakira Khan designs our website, the podcast is edited, mixed and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and new episodes are recorded live every month at Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. Until next time. I'm chewing into the mic, and honestly, I don't think if you heard the podcast, you'd hear it. Yeah, I know. I think you definitely would. No, I think it's it. fine. I think, like, I think anybody who edits our podcast, yeah. I don't know who they are, but... So that's good, though, because, like, Hugh now has to not only edit the sound of the, the, the chewing and the skittles in the hand, but also people going, it's spicy! <laughs> every now, every now and the then. podcast every two to three minutes. Aiden just screams sometimes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.